mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Yo, what's good, everybody? Thank you for joining us on Unfair, where we take a musing approach to the sports conversation. You can find us on WMQGRadio.com at noon Eastern. Like and subscribe to us wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to, as well as rate us and review us. Give us five stars. I think we deserve it. Just give us five anyway. Gifted. On this episode of unfair we're going to dive into the nba has made its valiant return hockey did some right things um the pac-12 players are standing united and we've got players calling out coaches in college football that's not looking very good and with that let's start with this right here so you guys are lucked out you get a solo edition of Unfair with me, Jay, because Jimmy has tested positive to being jobless, and we're going to have to pray for him being um, admitted for that circumstance. So hopefully he'll be okay, and he'll be able to show up next week. But, you know, you never know. We don't have a job. Police come get you. Based upon the way he do things, we don't know. So, all right, let's dive on in on this first the NBA has made its valiant return. We have basketball on the professional level for men's that we have been waiting for. And for me, the most exciting part about this is that the NBA, like the NHL, were first forced to actually stop their seasons midway. And to be honest, I wasn't sure if they were really going to be capable of bringing these back. And we've lucked out with both of them making their return. NHL making their return this past weekend. The NBA starting back up last Thursday. Talked about it on the last show together with Jimmy. That um, the NBA have been doing a great job of having their bubble set up. They had 386 tests. All came back negative. So it looks like the bubble has been working. Outside of Lou Williams going to Magic City and getting wings and coming back. He quarantined and he's safe. Zion Williamson left the bubble, came back, quarantined. He's now playing. He's played two games since. So everything that they have in place, just in case, is working out to borderline perfection. We don't. We haven't seen this really with um, many others, especially like with baseball. If you think about the situation they're going with right now, is every time you look up, there's more players getting tested positive coronavirus and and it's basically going up like their numbers are rising um it's not just um having one guy two guys no uh just most recently the st louis uh, cardinals had what 13 players or was it 19 
Uh, yeah, it, 13 players. Yeah, 13 players of their team had tested positive uh, because of stupidity. And the one thing I said about the bubbles that was concerning for me is, is can you trust everybody in there to do their part? Right now, this entire pandemic, if you really think about it, it's a big group project. And you can tell right now who in the group project actually, actually participates to get the good grade and who participates just to get a grade. And right now, we're showing that most of America likes to get just a grade, which is just a pass, which is a C. And the ones that want those A's are the ones wearing the mask and getting pissed off. That's just kind of how things go. And so I'm excited, like I said, because the NBA has made a return. And, they, and they've done a lot of elements and changes to get engagement from the fans and just from the atmosphere to make it feel like basketball. To be honest, every game I've watched – Felt like I was watching the pros. Felt like I was watching them in their own or even arenas to an extent. I mean, of course, the only thing that you don't have uh, most commonly is the floor. The flooring is the exact same for all of them. But I love the four elements. And I want to touch on those four elements that they're doing that I think is awesome uh, rather than touch on the games. Um, because since I'm going to have a solo show later this week, I'll talk about the first set of games. In which I can sum up really in one word, which is sloppy. <laughs> they all look rusty as hell. Defense looks sloppy. Passes are all over the place. But at the same time, they still look a hell of a lot better than they would if they were college players. I promise you, I would not watch college basketball in a bubble. Won't do it. Especially at this large of a gap of time off. Nope, won't do it. It will be awful. But this one, they actually look pretty good. They're just, like I said, rusty and sloppy. But so the four elements that the NBA has added to uh, the to the games that I thought was pretty impressive and is going very well is they're piping in music and the the fan sounds, which is awesome, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like I was a little nervous about it. I thought that okay, you're going to put in this artificial noise. It's going to be really really weird. But no, it kind of feels like you're watching the pros and people are actually there. And what's really cool that uh, uh, my team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, as you can see here, actually had fans send in recordings of their voices doing chants and uh, anything they would do during the game. I think even booze, just all kinds of uh, fan noises. And they put it together in a hodgepodge to make it sound like an actual authentic Thunder game in Loud City. Even better, they had the announcer, Mario, do the, the player intros. He's doing announcements during the game. Get ready for some Thunder defense, all of that stuff. And it sounds really, really good. It sounds really authentic. Like, I mean, of course, it's authentic because it's him doing it. But it really feels like he's in the arena doing all the announcing and stuff. So I thought that was very much impressive of adding those elements to really give the players that feel of home. Then the next piece they added in with the with the music is they're actually doing the alternation. So they're actually playing home and away games, which I was wondering how they're going to make that, how they're going to be able to do that. And so being that I've DJed in, uh, in minor leagues for years and in some major games and for some Thunder games in my past, having that element to where you transition from defense to offense and keeping up with the pace of the game it's one of those that I, that I know a lot of players you utilize that as their rhythm. It helps them get to their groove, certain beats and stuff really gets them. You will, you'll notice that if you listen to the beat and you watch the, the point guard uh, or whoever has the ball move, 
they seem to move in sequence with the sounds. It's really weird, but if you pay attention to it, you'll notice it a lot of the times, and you can tell when it's a track that players really like because they start to groove based upon that beat. And so I've noticed that that's what they're doing here and in the bubble. They're actually playing offense and defensive tracks based upon who has the ball. That's cool. That is a nice touch of a little element that people don't pay attention to as much. I mean, if you really listen to it, you'll, you'll hear it. And it's, I thought that was really cool that they added that feel of home for these players. Then, of course, the additional home and away elements that they've added to it is uh, the banners. They've got uh, the the court has actual teams like sponsorships and stuff, which is pretty cool. Like I noticed some stuff from like Oklahoma City, I like the Jazz got uh, Vivint on the bottom of their court. Uh, Lakers wish you see Oklahoma City's got like Paycom and Sonic. They add all of those elements on the court to make you think that you're actually at that team's home. Um, arena too so that little little touch that little bit of detail I felt like was really really cool and the last thing that I noticed that they've added is they have the virtual fans now I know a lot of you have noticed that I saw we saw Paul Pierce had was attending the Celtics game Chris Bosch was attending a game as well Uh, I think it was a heat game and they're all sitting in the virtual stands and they basically have a big video board and they have fans at home in front of their camera, similar to what I'm doing right now. Or if you're listening to the pod, I'm actually recording this also for YouTube. So you can check us out on our YouTube channel, Unfair uh, with Jay and Jimmy. And you can see me actually talk at the same time as listen to this exact same voice you've been listening to. But anywho, they're actually fans sitting in front of their cameras, their webcams or whatnot, and they're pushing them into this big video board. I want to write an article about that of the technology they're leveraging with it because it's really weird. And to be honest, that's the one element I think is just kind of off base because I don't think you can hear those fans. At least I can't tell if you can hear them. And to me, seeing them and hearing them would have added more to it. But at the same time, a lot of those fans aren't really that engaging. If you notice, they all look like they're bored and they're all confused exactly what's going on. And that's the beauty of the world is most people don't know how to use technology. We're at that point right here. But it's really, really cool seeing them sitting there, watching the game, enjoying it in a weird way. They're pretending like they're actually at the game. So the NBA has taken all the elements that you want to have the feel of being at home, and they're adding it to it. And I feel like it's it's kind of giving some teams a little bit of home court and road advantage. You can, you can feel a little bit of electricity, especially as they add the little tweaks from like Oklahoma City, adding their loud city chants and stuff to make you feel like you're actually in OKC. So NBA, fantastic job on the restart. You get an A plus for that. Shout out to hockey as well. Kind of want to give them a point. The way that they're doing it right now is they've actually added, um, they got two bubble sites, one in Toronto, one in Edmonton, and for East and West, and they're doing like a tournament round robin set up to kind of get them started. It's a lot more details behind it. And I'll talk about that on the next show. If you guys want to hear more about hockey and how they're doing things, but it's really cool how there's a set. It's all in Canada. It's working. People aren't getting sick, no positive tests. And they're like I said, like the NBA, they've restarted this past weekend. So overall it's just an excess. It's a hundred percent a success in my opinion, because they're actually playing and it's meaningful games to this point. The ratings aren't showing that they're the best right now, but I understand why they're not the best. 
uh, we've got multiple sports to deal with. The W was able to start their season in a bubble in Florida as well. So we've got WNBA basketball that's going on some of the main channels. Hockey has started up this past weekend, so they don't really count as much. But baseball has been going on. So baseball still got all the prime time because they're going on. And then MLS is also playing. And then you have golf. You have NASCAR. Most of the sports in tennis, I think that actually tennis had a tournament this past weekend. So most of the sports that are played are all playing at one time. So again, of course you're gonna you're gonna lose out on a lot of fans because there's so many options based upon what you really like to do. This time of the year is typically baseball, golf, tennis, and W. That's it. MLS as well, but it's more spaced out based upon when the games are actually coming on. You don't typically have NBA and NHL added into it. Now I'm ready to see what it's gonna look like when you add college football and ML and, uh, and NFL football into the mix since the NBA is going to be going on through to October. It's going to be really crazy looking at the ratings at that point, because it's going to be different. Um, a lot of the uh, media pundits out there and these, um, yeah, weird um, publications are saying, I'm just going to call them weird to be nice at this point, but they're saying that it's because of them being woke. Nah, it's just that a lot of the startup of this, we didn't expect it to happen. And so most of these games aren't that meaningful. We aren't there yet. The meaningful games will come later into it. And then when the playoffs start, those ratings are going to be ridiculous. I promise you that. Don't get it twisted. They're going to be ridiculous. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Well, even though Jimmy's not here, I'm going to go ahead and dive personally myself into the noose. Jimmy has the news. Ah, thank you, Wendy. All right, so on the news today, we have first and foremost, uh, Jonathan Isaac with the Orlando Magic appears to have torn his left ACL. Uh, Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL in his left knee on Sunday. The team has announced Isaac drove to the lane and did a hop step between two defenders against Sacramento Kings. Fell to the ground in pain, untouched while clinching his left knee. With about nine minutes and nineteen seconds left in the fourth of the Orlando Magic's one thirty-two to one sixteen win. Unfortunately, Jonathan was having a solid season, and it came to an abrupt end due to this knee injury. So. Do I think this is devastating for the Magic? I do. In a way, they kind of need him. He had the size they needed to go along next to Vucevic, and he was having a breakout year. So it's really tough, man. Tough break, man. I'm, I'm Godspeed. Hope that you uh, recover quickly. Next up, Antonio Brown has been announced by the NFL. Their free agent wide receiver, Antonio Brown, has been suspended for eight games. In a statement from the NFL, Antonio Brown was notified today by NFL Special Counsel for Conduct Todd Jones that he has been suspended without pay for the first six regular season games of the 2020 season for multiple violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy. Now it's finally done. He has his case. It's over. We know what his punishment is. The question now is, who's going to sign him? 
I've seen a couple reports that Seattle's looking at him. I wouldn't count Baltimore out or Tampa Bay. Somebody's going to sign him and go ahead and utilize him in the last eight games of the season. It'd be worth it, especially if you have a year, because the dude's a freak talent. May as well just get her done. So, Antonio Brown, you're suspended. We can move forward. And next up, Matthew Stafford is joined by Garner Minshew as they're both tested positive for coronavirus and have been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And so Jaguars coach Doug Marone says he doesn't know why his team has had more players on placed on the reserve COVID-19 list than any other NFL franchise. He does believe, however, that his players are taking the virus seriously. The way it's looking, they're not. The uh, Jaguars are tops in the league for players that are on that list um, with what um, lost the number. I just had it written down. They have 12 players placed on that list, and they lead the league. And the other two teams that are in Florida, which Florida has become a hotspot, Miami Dolphins have six, and Tampa Bay has three. So obviously those teams are doing something right on the south and something in the north is not going right. But the Jaguars are the only team with double digits. Minnesota and Detroit are second with eight, including the Lions quarterback, which is Matt Stafford on that list. So Garner, take care of yourself, man. Hopefully you come back healthy and strong so that you don't miss out on a lot. And that right there, my friends, is the news. And that was Jimmy with the news. Thank you bob we appreciate y'all coming out and joining me or whatnot so um let's move on to the next topic i want to dive in a little bit on um one of my favorite topics to talk about which is player empowerment and players taking a stand and doing what they need to do to take care of not only themselves but their teammates but the Pac-12 players have standing united and have decided that they can potentially opt out as a unit if certain demands are not met, based upon an article that they wrote for the Players' Tribune and some tweets that were sent out by these particular players. So, of course, we know that the Pac-12, the SEC, the Big Ten, uh, the ACC, all of them are going to a conference-only schedule. The Big 12 just announced they're going to do a 9-1. and one. So they're going to do nine conference games with one non-conference game. So they'll have 10 just like everyone else. Uh, more so to minimize the travel that they're going to be doing during in the middle of this pandemic. This is what the decision they made to do. So a lot of the college players are concerned about not only their own safety, but also the fact that they're cutting back on other sports because of financial situations. They know that the money is there. And I feel like this is now going to be a movement for these players to really start asking to get paid. It is. It's time to pay the players. There's no excuse at this point. I've written an article. I've talked about it numerous times on this show. I got another article. I'm going to drop really detailing how this can possibly work later this week, but I am big on paying the players. Just get it done. NCAA, you have every means and ways to get it done. Just do it. Nike. But the reason why they don't want to do it, they don't want to give up the money that they're making or whatnot. And these players laid out what they want. This is their demands. 
And the beauty of it is, is most of this in here, this all centers around racial injustice and social justice. And so I'm proud of these players for finding the voice unbeknownst by themselves that they, that they exist and leveraging it here on this platform. So this is kind of some of the things that these players are asking for. These are some of the changes they're asking for. And these are all top players. I mean, future first round draft picks asking for this stuff. And I'm going to point out the one thing that jumped out the most to me is, okay, so they talked about um, because in more rules will punish us for receiving basic necessities or compensation for use of our own name, image, and likeness. While many of us and our families are suffering economically from the COVID-19 fallout, we are united. And this was put on here by uh, Penai Sewell. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm very bad with pronouncing names and I haven't searched how it is, but. Because we should be included in equitable, equitably sharing the revenue our talents generate, especially in a pandemic. There it is. Pay the players. Because unjust rules prevent the 98% of college football and basketball players who won't go pro from capitalizing economically from what would otherwise be the most valuable years of our lives, including many black players from low-income homes. Because eliminating lavish salaries and faculty expenditures to preserve all sports must be prioritized because the NCAA has failed us. And we are prepared to ensure that our conference treats us fairly, whether or not it continues its NCAA membership, which that one's key that that jumped out too. informing alliance with college athletes from other conferences to unite with us for change. And hashtag we are united on our commitment to secure fair treatment for college athletes due to COVID-19 and other serious concerns. We will opt out of the Pac-12 fall camp and game participation unless our demands are guaranteed in writing by our conference to protect and benefit both scholarship athletes and walk-ons. We are united. So this group has created a whole bunch of controversy, which in the conference, because not only are these top players, but we have some middle of the road players that have joined in on this. And some coaches have made some statements, which I will talk about in the next segment. Um, impossible punishment. But the key thing here to me is. This is the perfect example of leveraging your platform and fighting for those without a voice and fighting with those without the ability to fight for themselves or speak up for themselves. That's basically what they just did for every other sport that doesn't generate any type of money. And this is what jumped out to me because eliminating lavish salaries and faculty expenditures to preserve all sports must be prioritized. Now that is the shortened version that comes from the tweet, but this is what comes from the actual writing that they've stated that they want in their demands. Protect all sports. This is number two. Preserve all existing sports by eliminating excessive expenditures. Larry Scott, administrators and coaches to voluntarily and drastically reduce excessive pay in performance academic bonuses and lavish facility expenditures and use some endowment funds to preserve all sports. That right there is what you want from your athletes. They're not fighting for themselves. They're fighting for every sport that does zero generation of revenue. 
They're fighting for rowing. They're fighting for lacrosse. They're fighting for all these other sports that does not bring in revenue. And I commend them swimming, all of that. I commend them for it. That's what you want from these players. They're speaking up for those that can't speak. These are college football players, which brings in all the bread for the NCAA. They are the top revenue generating sport followed by college basketball in between men's and women's, mainly the NCAA tournament, the March Madness tournaments where all their money comes in. These guys fighting for everybody else to get their scholarships guaranteed and still be able to participate in their sport. I love it. I love seeing it. And that's what we need from our young people. And so I commend these guys. This is going to be a long fight. There's a lot of moving pieces to this. And I'm going to write my article on it, and I'll probably talk more about it later this week as I do a lot more research on it. But I wanted to make mention here on the show because it's something to go read. Go look in the Players' Tribune at these players' demands. It's a long list. Actually, it's not that long, but it's a a well-thought-out list. You can tell that they took time, and they really thought about this. They didn't just come out here spewing BS. They came with receipts. I mean, the fact that they pointed out the excessive pay from coaches and – uh, the performance and academic bonuses and, and, and lavish facility and expenditures. That's the one thing a lot of people don't understand when it comes to paying the players. That's what teams do. That's what schools do. Instead of paying other people, they take the money and they give it to the faculty and staff. They want to give it to and then they burn the last of it on building upgrades, new weight rooms, locker room renovations, all the stuff. So they can say that, Hey guys, we don't have the money. When in all actuality, you got it right there in front of you. You just made the choice not to give it to the players. You made the choice to put it into an expense that, honestly, the players don't even care about. Their entire goal with expanding and, and, and upgrading these facilities is to keep the players in the facilities as long as possible. They want the players to be there 12 to 14 hours a day. That is the entire goal. Problem is, these are supposed to be student athletes, meaning they need to be going and focusing on school. Yes, tutors are going to be coming to them because – what college student wouldn't mind tutoring a, a, a potential pro athlete or getting to know them and making friends? Everybody wants to. You'll never meet a – you won't meet a college student that has the capabilities of tutoring that wouldn't want a volunteer to go do that. They have those capabilities. But you don't have to put all that money into just your facilities. Give the player some of the money. You can give them a cut if you really wanted to, but that's the thing. College – colleges and, and, and the NCAA, all they're too greedy. When it comes to their money, they want that to put in their pocket and they're finding more excuses to spend it on themselves than they are trying to find a way to pay the players. It can be done. There's way more than enough money to do it. And the, the hurdles that people are creating are all excuses, which are tools of incompetence used by monuments and nothing. Those who specialize in using them seldom amount to anything. And this is exactly what we're seeing when it comes to college sports and not paying the players. So tell me what you want to do. Give me your excuse. Lie to me and yourself all you want to, but guess what? The players got the receipts and they know that all they got to do is keep pulling these buttons. I got to just keep pushing them buttons, pulling stuff, letting you know, we know the jig is up. We know exactly what you're doing. We know it. And so Keep playing. This player's going to get you. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. 
But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up and talk about um, kind of a disturbing development that's been going on lately in college sports. It has really been about college players holding these coaches accountable. And you're seeing it a lot, especially as the negotiations are going on around um, players being able to opt in and opt out for the season. So the NCAA, every school has agreed that across the board, if players decide that they want to opt out of the season, they will still keep their scholarships, but they won't be able to utilize like facilities and all of that stuff, which I think is pretty stupid. You kind of want them to stay in shape. They just don't want to play in the games because they don't feel like it's safe or with the traveling or whatnot. That's for another conversation. But they, they're um, giving them those, that option. And that's the most important thing is, is that the option is very important because some players, they had, they, some players do have families. They have family that they go home to. They have kids, they have parents. And some of them do have like autoimmune disease or deficiencies or issues that if they contract this virus, it could be fatal for them. And these players are thinking about them, not themselves more so because as a young person, they could recover from it, but we don't even know what their side effects or even long-term issues could be. We don't know yet. And so these players don't want to take that chance. And so the option is great to have. But then a disturbing story comes out of Washington State where Washington State football coach Nick Rolovich tells wide receiver Cassidy Woods by joining the unity group, the one I just talked about last segment, will create an issue. And his rumor had it is that he's released Woods from the team, even though Woods has not even opted out yet. That is a very bad look for Washington State. I mean, first and foremost, where in the hell is Washington State? I know my buddy Boise, he just told me it's literally 10 minutes outside of University of Idaho, but it's in Washington State. And so that means it's it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. So you got that. Secondly, it's already hard to recruit to that area because I don't know very many people that wants to go to school up there in you know what I'm saying? Up in Washington State, Mike Lee did a really good job of recruiting and utilizing, I mean, what assets he had. But overall, Washington State's never a good football team because it's hard to get talent up there. And Nick basically just made it tough on himself to be able to even get more players to want to come there. Because if you're willing to cut players or release them before they even opt out, just because they want to join a group, a unity group, and stand tall with their other college uh, football compadres, you have shown your recruits that you're a coach they don't want to play for. I mean, heck, if you kind of look at it, I was looking at an article by uh, Joel Anderson uh, with Slate talking about how with Liberty Liberty University pouring a whole bunch of money into their school, a lot of the black athletes are leaving now just because of what they feel like that school represents. Hey, you put the image out there, people. You project it. People are gonna see it, and when they really open their eyes and pay attention to it, don't expect them. Don't be mad when they decide that 
They're not be about that mess. They're like, nah, I, I don't want to deal with that. So they're bouncing. And then the next set of stories that are coming through really just are disturbing to me. So Caleb Farley, who plays for um, Virginia Tech, he says that the Hokies lacks COVID safety measures led to his decision to opt out this football season. And this is what he says. He quotes, one day I look around and we were like 100 deep in our indoor facility. No mask. So Hokies cornerback Caleb Farley says, I'm out. Y'all not playing. Y'all playing games right now. You're not taking this seriously. And because we don't have safety protocols to where if anybody gets sick, I'm not going to be a part of this. And here's the deal. Caleb knows you can't trust everybody on that team. You can't trust them all to go do what they're supposed to do. I've been talking about this, and I'm going to keep hammering it into all of y'all's heads. You have to understand, you all have friends and family that do stuff that you question. You all have certain people you're not going to invite to your house right now because of the pandemic due to the fact that you know that they're out kicking it with people that they ain't supposed to be out kicking it with. You know they're the ones that don't wear masks. They're the ones that ain't got no problem with being up in people's face because they don't take any of this seriously. And Caleb knows he has teammates that are the exact same way. So for him, he's not going to play this game. He's pulling out. So then you add that to the list of people. And you're like, goodness gracious, what more could possibly happen today to make all of this stuff go so crazy? Oh, look, we add another wrinkle to the fold. So you've got coaches Gary Patterson at a TCU utilizing the N word when chastising some players. Now, let me make sure I back this up and explain. He didn't call the players the N word. He told them not to use the N word. Then the players approached him about it the first time and said, Hey man, you can't be saying that. He's like, what? I didn't call him a N word. That, the first time made the players not show up to practice. They was like, you know what? We ain't going to practice and it's going to get worse because of that. That's not a view you want. That's you don't want that. Gary, you should have known better. Shouldn't have said the words. Look, I understand a lot of y'all have this feeling of if no one, if, if everybody can't use it, no one should use it. That's not how the world works. Sorry. Life isn't fair in a lot of capacities. And guess what? That, that word is a term of endearment, endearment for people that look like me. In a way, it's completely different when someone else from other races utilize it. There's a reason. There is a reason that word was leveraged for our people that were in chains as a way to degrade them. So, yes, we still use it. Should we? That's debatable, but nobody else should because they know they shouldn't. People that Gary Patterson, we say look like, leverage it as a way as degrading to black people. Whereas we flipped it into a term of endearment with our own, which black people do a lot with a lot of different stuff, but that's not the point. The point is Gary should have never said it like that. He should have thought. Like, I don't understand. It seems like with, with the way this social climate is going, it seems like people are just doing more stupid shit that they shouldn't be doing. Excuse my French. But they're doing more stupid stuff that they shouldn't be doing. 
And it just keeps continuing to climb more and more and more. And every time you look up, someone else is doing something else. And it's like, is anyone thinking anymore? Does anyone's brains work anymore? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like everyone is just out there just willy-nilly saying everything. Why are we doing this? Gary, I want you to think about this. I want you to think long and hard. Because this could cost you some recruits. This could piss off a lot of people. Please, please step back. Step back. Think about it. You're going to have to put out an apology. And honestly, knowing him, I don't think he will. He should, but he probably won't. It is what it is. So as you see all this craziness going on, please make sure that you do not participate in any of it. Stay calm. And don't do what all these other crazy people are doing. So what's on the editing room floor? A few things I didn't get to get to. First and foremost, Dwayne The Rock Johnson teams up with investment group Redbird Capital. And they purchased the XFL for $15 million. XFL is estimated to be worth $50 million. And, and The Rock's group plans on bringing back the XFL next season. They're looking at all avenues, getting everything situated. And boy, am I excited. I just hope that they listen to my show and me explaining to them on how to make the XFL successful by basically letting high schoolers come in and make 150 grand playing professional football half a year before going to the NFL draft. That's how you grow your brand. That's how you get people watching. And once you grow it that way, I promise you, promise you, you'll eventually get to compete with the NFL. Next, the Milwaukee Bucks tweeted and then deleted probably the best NBA tweet of 2020 i will put it up on our 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 twitter account at frozen media but it was literally um it said equality and it had dante divincenzo who has equality on the back of his jersey crossing up kimball walker to where kimba hit the ground he hit a step back on him and shot the three and made it yes it was beautiful it was perfect it's perfect play on words, perfect play on the situation. But they looked at it and said, God, the optics are terrible on this. We got to yank it. So they did. But damn it, Milwaukee, that was good. I'm proud of y'all for that. Got me emotional. I'm dropping thug tear over here on that. Oh, man. So with that. Oh, appreciate you joining us as usual here on Unfair. Please make sure you check us out wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to, as well as on WMQGRadio.com daily, noon Eastern. So for Mike, Bob, and Wendy, thank you so much for being back to helping me in the background. And for my co-host, Jimmy, it's my week for the solo. I'll probably talk more about Pac-12. I'll talk more about paying the players. And whatever else hits the wire, I'll make sure to dive deep into it. And I'll talk a little bit more about basketball. We'll talk about the NBA actual games and the way I feel like the matchups are going up. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to get into a little bit of NFL ratings. I didn't get to talk about the rankings from the top 100s. I want to talk about some of those positions. So be prepared. I'll have all that up there. Please check us out on all social media mediums. We got us on YouTube. You got us on Twitter, Facebook. We're also available on Medium. That's where our writing is at. Check out our website, frozen.me. It's a link for everything there. And so we'll continue to grow the content and add more stuff. I promise I'm going to put a couple more videos out this week because I've been slacking, but it's going to happen. So I'll chop it up with you all in a couple days. 
Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.